Welcome back to the Plateau Partners Pulse podcast. I am sitting here with Susie Berger. I'm very excited for this conversation because I always learn so much. So Susie, we know your name. What is your business? So the name of my business is Gather for Health. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, which means I look at the whole person and what's going on in their life that helps inform where they are in their health journey. For example, we may have something going on in one part of our life that directly impacts another part of our life. Typically, that part that gets impacted is our health. For example, if you could be eating the most healthiest foods, organic, non-genetically modified, even grown in your own garden, and you are unhappy or severely unhappy in like your relationship, Mm -hmm. your um, career, your job, your lack of exercise routine or a spiritual practice. And so if you're unhappy in any one of those areas, what you eat becomes secondary. We call those in integrated nutrition primary foods. And so we need to continually be feeding our primary foods and paying attention to our primary foods because if we're not happy and nourished in those areas, what we eat becomes secondary. So I like to work with clients to help them articulate what those goals might be in their health areas. And then we work on really getting present and mindful. I'm a big, big fan of mindset. I truly believe that if we can change the way we look at things, we can overcome them and move through them. And that's what we do when we identify what a health goal is. We'll take a look at how we're looking at that and our relationship with it, because something that might work for you, a diet that might work for you might be poison for me. And so we really need to stop and slow down and tune into our bodies because our bodies are constantly talking to us and telling us what is working for it, we're eating or something right, emotional. But we're not listening to the messages. Okay, exactly. I'm definitely going to have a follow-up question about that and cheese doodles in a little bit. Okay, so how long have you been in BNI? A uh, little over a year now. It's just like there's a few people that for our episodes that it hasn't been that long. And it's amazing how quickly you become so, dare I say it, integrated into the the fabric that is BNI because it just seems like longer. Big family. Big family. So mm-hmm. what is something that you appreciate most about being a member of BNI? The network of experts that you have access to. So not only as individuals across multiple chapters, both locally, nationally, now globally, because mm-hmm. we're in, you know, a virtual, but I just have, you know, I can go into a different chapter and, and talk to them now, especially Zooming, but uh It's just the access of expertise that is available. And then also, it's just a a really well-oiled machine. I mean, it's got the structure. You know, when I first joined, it was just, what is this? This is very prescriptive. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, as you continue to go, you you understand why. And it's just uh, just a a wonderful organization. Never more so than B&I did the phrase, with planning comes freedom, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because there is that very prescriptive agenda and process that whether you go to a BNI meeting here or whether you go to one in India or you go to one in Massachusetts, it's the same format. And yet individual chapters, personalities definitely shine through. And I love, uh, you know, also you bring up a point how people from other countries have been popping into our chapter meetings as visitors. It's just been so neat to see that cross, you know, that globalization right there. Absolutely. Uh, It's been really exciting. So what do you think is the best part of our chapter, Plateau Partners? Oh my gosh, hands down, it's the energy. It's just, you feel it from the minute you walk in, whether it's in person and even still on the Zoom, you feel it, you really look forward to it. The camaraderie that we all have. I'm a really sarcastic person, so I get, I feed off of energy from other people and 
everybody is just uh, very welcoming and mm-hmm. interested in what it is you're doing. And I love our one-to-ones. I always learn a ton from everybody. And even and now I'm, you know, I'm kind of circling back and doing the, the second ones with everybody because we're a big chapter. And it's just been like you, I always learn something new every time I, I meet with someone. So the expertise that we have at our fingertips to be able to refer to our clients and family and friends and vice versa. Oh, it's great. I agree. So the words like, know, and trust are the three words that we bandy about in the BNI culture. What are three words that are associated with you or your business? Well, you'll probably hear, especially if you're a client of mine, we do a lot of what we call reframe, reset, and then redo. I'm a big fan of working on the mindset. And I also believe in we can do a redo at any time. Many people are, you know, well, I, I, you know, I started my diet on Monday and I, it's already Tuesday. So now I'm going to wait till next Monday. Right. Nope. We can just, let's redo now. Let's just start right now and move forward. So you'll hear that a lot. We do uh, reframe, reset and redo. Okay. I love that. It, um, it makes me think whenever I do that, it's like you're, when you think you need to wait, it's like you're consuming negativity then for a whole week. So, you know, and that puts on a lot of weight, you know, mental weight. Yep. Um, Anxiety. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> you don't think that I'm here because I'm talking about your business. It's all about <laughs> me, Susie. I knew that was coming around. Uh-huh. So what is something that your clients don't know about you? Probably that I was born and raised in South America, in Mexico City, and lived there until I was 13. So I had a really, I have a real broad brush uh, approach to the way I look at things and look at people. And it really uh, served me and my family well. It was really a fun, fun way to grow up. And you speak fluent Spanish then. Fluent Spanish. And my Portuguese is conversational. Okay. <laughs> well, living I mean, in Brazil. That's yeah. far more than I have, <laughs> clearly. Um, so what is would you say one of your most frequently asked questions? Probably, um, what is an integrative nutrition health coach? Which, you know. So an integrative nutrition health coach is a guide and a mentor who will empower you and provide continued and ongoing support in helping you with your goals and helping you make sustainable changes that will make you happy with your health and your and your life in general. As your coach, I work with you and I listen and very carefully ask a lot of really good questions. I give you a space where you can think about those questions because we're going along at a thousand miles an hour every day. We we had talked earlier about not slowing down to listen to what our bodies are saying. Mm -hmm. So when we meet, you have a space, it's your space, nobody's there, it's confidential, and you can work through whatever it is that, you know, that's coming up for you at the time. And so we'll navigate what, you know, whatever your health condition is or, or, or wish is, will navigate uh, any kind of uh, nutrition or health advice that you've heard that we can um, kind of distill down to make sure that it works for you because sure. everybody is different. And so we need to tune into our body. I love the idea that, you know, so many of us, okay, I'll speak for myself, see a counselor or a therapist and we're dealing with our mental health. And that is great. That's obviously something that is really important. It sounds like, if I'm hearing what you're saying, that this is almost like you being a counselor or therapist for not the mental or emotional help, although that's certainly going to come into it, but how those things then manifest in your choices with your nutrition. You're not going to necessarily say, okay, follow this diet and here's your food. You're certainly going to research 
the best course for your client or, you know, the fitness, you're not going to be out there, you know, leading them in a workout. But again, you can recommend sounds like this is what you're going to need or ideas like that. So, you know, you are essentially offering solutions and ideas and suggestions for that whole area of sort of physical health and yes, the mental health mm-hmm. because it manifests. So yeah, it's, it's cool. definitely, yeah, definitely meeting them where they are because people have tried many things. And for example, they might even get a diagnosis from a doctor that they're just so overwhelmed. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I can definitely work with them to say, okay, let's just distill it down. What is the doctor saying you need to, to work on? And then we just, we'll put a plan in place that meets that person where they're at there. They may be busy working 80 hour work weeks. And so if if we need to have more movement in our day or more Mm -hmm. real foods in our day because of this diagnosis or because of just health in general, then we'll, we'll, we'll figure out how we can do that. And it's never anything that I say, you need to do this. It's always working in conjunction together Mm -hmm. with that client's schedule and those clients, you know, anxieties, they may be anxious about other things, like you said, and we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll walk through those too, if they, if they're comfortable with that. That's great. I love that. Okay. So, um, last, most important question clearly. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, geez. Any variation of (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) I love it. It's like, it's a noun, it's a verb, it's an adjective. I make it anything. And then the best part is I blame it on my husband. So So you're an integrative cursor. Yes. There you go. I love it. Okay. Well, we are going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of what you do. And I am going to have all kinds of questions for you. Wonderful. All right. We'll be back with Susie Berger of Gather for Health. Not all supplements are created equal. So you need to learn from someone that gives a damn about which supplements, if any, you should take, how much, and for how long. Dr. Busy Riley of Thrive Supplements and the Naturopathic Clinic of Issaquah is a general practitioner with more than a general knowledge of supplements. She believes you should live like you give a damn. To schedule an appointment or find information, products, and videos, visit her website, drbusy.com. That's drbizzy.com. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. For some reason, I always like hesitate. It's a lot. Um, but we talk about business, we talk about networking, we talk about ideas. And I'm here with Susie Berger of Gather for Health. And we were just hearing about what Susie does. And the entire time you were talking, all I could think of is, so what you're saying is, <laughs> I can eat cheese doodles if, if it feeds my primary food, which is my mental health. And I also walk or I eat other foods that are healthy and whatever. It shouldn't be my sole source of fuel and whatever, but that I do not have to give up cheese doodles. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. You're Um, hired. (laughs) (laughs) So now, of course, there's caveats with all that, but yes, absolutely. You know, we, we have a concept in integrative nutrition called crowding out. And so that's also an approach that I a style of mine is why I come from a place of abundance as opposed to lack. Many times when we start endeavors in our own journeys on our health, we always are like, I can't have this. And I don't, it's a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. So I like to start, you know, focus on what we can do and then the foods that we can eat. So we do this crowding out concept is, you know, the more healthy foods you eat eventually will crowd out the All not the so choices. healthy foods. Mm-hmm. And so you'll, you'll kind of tune into your body and say, oh, I'm feeling kind of really good right now. 
And I kind of have been because I've been eating pretty healthy. Yes, I can. I'm still having my cheese doodles, but they don't taste as good as they used to. Mm -hmm. So it's a process. But yes, you can absolutely do that if you're um, and then, you know, we might put some little tweaks on it like, well, yes, you can have cheese doodles, but, you know, not maybe the whole bag. not the whole bag, <laughs> maybe portion them out, pre, you know, put them in the little baggies and just have them ready. And then you just have one at the ready and that's the one you have. And if you're thinking about having another one, then we that's when we do the reframing and we stop and we, okay, okay. we have nice little nice little ways to make you still happy and feeding that primary food. Well, that's good. And you and I have talked about we have had many, many conversations when we have our power team meetings and it's us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we've talked about, you know, I have struggled with my weight for years. Um, it's something that my mom always was very focused on. She had the genetics to be and the metabolism to be very, very slim. And, you know, it was great. And she raised me with that mindset of, you know, I too must be slim. And meanwhile, I had reached a point in my own education about health that if I were to eat what she ate and drank on a daily basis, I would be probably twice the size that I am because of the way that my metabolism is. And if she ate and drank what I was eating and drinking at any given time, she would probably lose even more weight. And that goes to what you're talking about, that each person's body is different. And so in my own journey with my weight, I mean, I've shared with you that there's all that negative self-talk that we have where you're like, Ugh, I eat the cheese doodles. And then I would go through these diets and, you know, I would, I remember very well being on Weight Watchers and being like, oh, I can't wait until I can eat my 15 and a half almonds tomorrow. And that's just as negative. And so Absolutely. I think, you know, that's something that the work that you do is then so important. And this idea of having control over these things and that it is more than just what you put in your mouth or the miles that you put on your sneakers or the pounds that you lose or the pounds that you lift in working out or whatever it is. So, I mean, talk about that. Talk about the the tweaks and the way that we can control and the things that you advise your clients when you're working with them about all of these small steps that you're taking. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the, the, the term that you just described, um, it's called bio-individuality um, uh, with integrative nutrition. And it's basically, um, I might have alluded to it earlier, that what, you know, what works for you is poison for me and mm -hmm. what works for me might be poison for you. Poison is a strong word, but, you know, essentially it's basically saying that we need to tune into our bodies and we need to listen because, you know, most people, you know, they, they sort of want to adopt to a particular diet or a, a regimen. And, you know, that's okay if that's going to get you started. But the, the thing with diets is that it's not sustainable. Mm -mm. You will lose whatever it is that you set out to lose and then you will get back into your regular life and you will put all that weight back on. And many times putting that, that second batch of weight back on that you've lost is even more damaging than not losing the weight, you know, than if you had not lost, lost the weight at all. So, so what we really would work on would be, you know, what works for you and your lifestyle. And so finding things that make you happy, right? It doesn't mean, you know, most people think that to lose weight, you've got to go to a gym and be, on, you know, a gym again is a good place to start if that's what you like to do. I personally don't like gyms. Mm -hmm. I like nature. I like to do things outside and that could be bike riding, hiking, you know, whatever it is, but we would figure out, you know, what it is. Some people it's dancing. It could uh -huh. be as simple as dancing, you know, doing, playing badminton, playing badminton. Exactly. You could just do, you know, do it, uh, whatever it is it's going to do. As long as it gets you doing it, then your whole body changes, your energy in your body changes. It's a positive energy and you feel, you feel good. You feel good. You did it. So then the next time you might want to do something else. And so these are all kind of stepping stones to get you going, you know what? I'm moving and this is really good. I'm, uh -huh. I'm feeling like I'm feeling good that I'm moving. Can I move more? Yeah, I probably can. How do I feel? Do I hurt? 
maybe we need to pay attention to some of that. So it's definitely stopping and seeing how you're reacting as you're moving and then the eating as well. Well, and I feel like so many people don't do the things that they genuinely enjoy. They do the mm-hmm. things they think they're supposed to do. Correct. So for a long time, it was like, I am not a joiner in terms of a gym and that kind of thing. And so I would eschew anything like that. Then I did uh, yoga with a gal that she had a tiny little studio in her home and it was just a few of us. And that felt much more intimate and mm-hmm. personal. I love playing badminton with my family and like friends. And if you play with me, you know that I'm oh, that all is, over the place. The, it is doing it together with a bunch of people is even more. And, energetic. you know, and it's, and it's fun and that comes natural. So then it doesn't feel like that's exercise mm-hmm. and yet that's exercise. And mm-hmm. one of the things that you say that I love is this whole idea that like health is an inside job. Yep. I love that. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, we, you know, uh, There's so much information at our fingertips. I mean, we can subscribe to podcasts, we can subscribe to newsletters, emails, anything, right? And we can just get this complete overwhelm with information. But then it's like, what do we do with it? You know, and so what we really need to stop and do is just realize that, you know what, health, specifically my health, begins and ends with me. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I I can go to doctors for certain ailments and certain issues, but they're not going to have the time to spend with me to really dig into what's going on with my life and what am I feeling and how, how certain things are reacting with me, foods, for example, or exercise like we talked about. So we really need to take back control of who we're giving that control to mm-hmm. in terms of our health. There's a place for every, every person and every practice in our lives, but we really need to tune in and just say, you know what, I have more control over my health outcome than I think I do. And so the first place it should start is, is with me. Well, and then what is awesome about what you do, and I know because I'll just go ahead and out him, I recommended that my husband work with you. He struggled with his weight and you don't have to, you don't have to share it. I'll just do all the talking about him. But what I know that he really appreciates is that having somebody, it does start and end with him. It's the choices that the foods that he wants to eat and the way he wants to be physical and what he wants to do. But he is somebody that needs like an accountability partner and not somebody that's just being a cheerleader, which a lot of times an accountability person can be like, did you do this? Or yay, you did it. But also really exploring like, what do you like to actually do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that through his work with you, Pete's like, I really like making dinner. I really like doing that. And he's Mm -hmm. back making dinner and really being thoughtful about what are we going to have and making sure he's like, I like to, it's, it's one of his love languages and active service. Mm -hmm. And so in, he's checking two boxes then, which is, you know, he's then showing a love language, but then he's also feeding himself and doing something that he loves. So I really like that part of what you do that when you're working with somebody, it's, it's more than just rah, rah or accountability. It's, you're along for the journey. Right. Right. And many times what I do is I I really invite people to look at things a different way and to maybe just try it. Because a lot of times, you know, we'll say, no, 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 that doesn't work for me. Or I hate cooking. I don't have time for cooking. Well, then we'll just sit back and go, okay, well, that's fine. We can't be healthy eating takeout and going, you know, having fast food all the time. There is a place for it if it absolutely needs to happen in your, in your lifestyle. But I like to get people to just really think about their relationship with cooking, because it really is, if you look back, and I think this is where my being raised in South America and Mexico really helped is that there was, you know, we gathering around the table. I love that word gather. That's why it's in my company name, but gathering around the table with friends and family, sharing a meal 
It is the most basic and most rewarding, you know, conversation, the food, and even cooking a healthier meal, actually being, you know, prescriptive and planning it is really fantastic. Going to the market, buying the fresh produce that day was part of our everyday life. And, and more importantly, it was the gathering around the table. The Latins are very, very social. And I, I just love that, that aspect. And so, you know, the more we can try to look at the way cooking really feeds our soul, not only our nourishes us, but it really feeds us. I mean, planning your, I mean, you were given this temple. What you put into it is actually very important. And mm-hmm. so if you stop and look at it that way and pick your food that way and then extend that a little further into the family and the friends that you're feeding, it becomes a really beautiful experience. And it's, people can change their outlook in the way they do it. And they, and they slow down. And the best part is you slow down while you're cooking, right? I was going to say, I mean, clearly why you put Gather in your company name. Right. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I, I actually want to talk about that part of what you do, that that gathering piece and the connection and I have just so many more questions. Okay, but we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with Susie Berger from Gather for Health. Connection is rooted in awareness. Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling Services believes connection is the basis for total well-being, mind, body, brain, and relationships. As a licensed mental health counselor who works with teens, families, and couples, Greg works with patients to recognize, reshape, and recreate healthy connections. He also specializes in working with those affected by substance use. Utilizing holistic therapies to heal the body, mind, and spirit, Greg stresses mindfulness in his practice and educational engagements. To learn more or request a free consultation, go to KuiperCounseling.com. We are back with the Plateau Partners Pulse podcast. I'm here with Susie Berger, Gather for Health, and we are talking about important things, things that I dread, which is health, but important things nevertheless. And we were talking about, before we took a break, this idea of gathering and how that your time in South America and just, you know, the way that you approach a meal and gathering, that it it's informed your life. It's informed the way that you do things. I'm suspecting probably your coaching mindset. I think it's fascinating. I see those lines then of connection that you have that, you know, we as a family, we've got four kids and Pete has always worked long days. And even when the kids were little, we would make sure that we ate as a family together. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what a, what an important decision that was, but what I'm realizing over time and with, you know, learning about what you promote is that that time to gather, whether there was football practice and we had to eat at some crazy time or activities or whatever it was, that that was a point of connection, a connection with each other that made you feel good and healthy, connection with your food, connection with your body. You were literally like we would stop and we would come together for that. And you know, there's a lot of things that I've done wrong in my parenting, but one thing that I've done right That's by accident huge, Stacey. is, you know, gathering. And, you know, so that must then inform your, your coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with my background again, and, and being raised in such a very culturally, you know, family focused environment back a long time ago, I do the same thing with my family. I have 16 year old twins and that was something very important in our family. And when we were growing up, and it's very important in my family, and we at least one meal a day, if you can at least, and this is some of the stuff that I do with coaching, it doesn't mean you have to sit down and have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. 
if you can, that's great, mm-hmm. uh, especially in these times, right? We're all at home. So that's there. That's actually, there's been some good stories that have come. Some of my clients have shared about being able to sit down <laughs> for three meals a day or at least two. But if you can at least focus on one meal a day and that being dinner would be ideal. There's so much good conversation that comes when you sit around the table. And and again, you have to the parameters, at least in my household, no, no digital devices at the table, right? Friends come over before COVID, um, no digital devices at the table. It's good practice, right? And you understand, you find out so many things that happen with the kids at school, those types mm-hmm. of things. And it wouldn't otherwise come up if you hadn't sat down and had a dinner time at the table. So it's, it's the word gather really was, I lo- just love that word. It's all over my house. I have a big plaque that says gather. And it's mm-hmm. just, I'm a big family focused person. So anytime you can get to gather with family and friends, it's just, it goes beyond the food on the table. I mean, you want to prepare a healthy meal, but the conversation, the camaraderie, more importantly, the energy mm-hmm. that your body feels, you'll feel that the any weight that you have is just lifted, right? It's just, you're just, the anxiety is gone. You're engaging. That social connection is really, really critical. Well, and it goes back to what you talked about with this feeling of abundance, because you're not only feeding your body fuel, but you're also feeding, you know, when you're feeding your kids confidence or, mm-hmm. you know, you're feeding your own mind with information and you're learning or whatever it is. And so you're not just in this kind of automatic, mindless eating, you're connecting. And I mean, we've used the times at dinner to work on things like, um, table manners, mm-hmm. you know, by the way, boys, like you're going to meet some fabulous girl and you're going to spend your paycheck on some meal and you're going to eat like a pig and she's going to be like (laughs) later for you. And, you know, it's your big moment. And so the gathering around in that Mm -hmm. way, it just, it feeds so much more. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I love. Now, one of the reasons why I hired you to work with Pete is because Pete works at Microsoft. He's in a corporate environment and you're from a corporate environment. So you understand what somebody like him that works that corporate pace, the grind, the whole thing is about. You Mm -hmm. understand all of those difficulties of, you know, either taking a lunch or working through lunch or whatever it is. So tell me about how you got from there to now how you got to here. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, but it's really an interesting story. I, as you mentioned, have worked in corporate America and high tech for most of my professional career. And what I observed while I was there is a relentless pace. People bragging about 80-hour work weeks, getting divorced, becoming basically statistics, right? Uh, getting chronic illness. And they're never really, what always kind of fascinated me was there that nobody would really make the connection between the lifestyle choices that they were making mm-hmm. and their outcomes and where why they were becoming a statistic. And I don't know if it was because I was raised overseas and I, and I kind of came from a different approach. We were, you know, very uh, family centric as opposed to work centric, but I, I was always an anomaly in the corporate America. It, it, I just could not believe that people would, would put these things first and then, you know, wonder why they're in this situation that they're in. And I, I just, there was, I always felt there was a connection. So my other connection, I always felt that there was a connection between how we eat and how we move mm-hmm. and how we feel, right? A lot of people say, well, you are where you eat. I don't really believe that. I feel that you are, you know, what, how you feel, right? And, and that's, that may, basically means you come back to how do I feel after eating this? How do I feel after moving like this? And then we tweak, right? But 
So I was always an anomaly in corporate America. I was the one that took vacations where that I had put in long hours for sure. paid time off. Um, you know, the thing you were allowed to yes, have. Yes, the thing you were allowed to have. And so many times it was not looked upon favorably, but I, when people worked for me, I was very, very aware of you need to take time off to disconnect. You know, I'm dating myself, myself, but forward the phone to me, you know, mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and have backup for you. The problem in today's economy and, and workplace and actually not you know, for the last 10, 15 years is that we don't have a backup plan for our employees. So what ends up happening is our employees take their work when they go on vacation. And so you you never really have a time to disconnect and slow down. So that's kind of where I got into integrative nutrition is I was horseback riding with a friend. We we horseback ride, we have horses. And she told me that there's this whole field called integrative nutrition. And I thought, what? This is what I believed my whole life that, Uh you know, you have you have some choices here and and you can have some control over your, your health outcomes. And so that's what I, I kind of explored in it. And I thought, well, this is fantastic. And so I love to help people, especially that have that the background that I do, because I actually really, really was diligent about, you know, prioritizing my family first, prioritizing my health, because I can't be a great employee. I can't be a productive and a high performing employee if I am stressed out, I am chronically ill with something and distracted by all these, you know, nuances that are going on in my body. So. Sure. It's really, and it goes back to, you know, health being an inside job. Um, no one at your your company or your uh, job is going to come and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, go ahead and, you know, uh, take care of yourself today. They'll say that. And I, I truly believe they mean it. But at the end of the day, there's there's a lot of stresses that, that get us through our busy workday. But we really have to take that ownership ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I like to work with the people to help them find Pete, that time. Pete used to say, I have responsibilities, not ours. And I used to think like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. Except that sometimes we take on too much responsibility and work allows it. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, as I said, that's that's definitely a reason why when Pete was really trying to explore what some options for him are on his journey, it just made sense that you would understand the culture of the things that he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And although you handled it differently, you saw... Mm-hmm. what people were doing and you understand then the pressures and you have ideas for how to navigate through that so that you can create. And I think it's silly to say there's such thing as life worth work balance. I think it makes more sense to say there's harmony. That's my word too. I love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep. It, we, it, can't put, we just have to find some harmony with where we're at. And sometimes we're going to have to work harder than others and that's okay because it's time bound. But what's not, what's not sustainable is working all those hours all the time. And something's got to give, and it's usually going to be your health. It seems like it's always going to be your mm-hmm. health. The number of people that I hear that, you know, they just take so much on. And to your point, you know, now it's not even about forwarding things. Now, you know, great, we have all these technological advancements, but that means that you never actually leave work at home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I can be on my phone at night and I can see that work stuff comes through and it's like, oh, I'm just going to answer that really quickly. Mm-hmm. And we forget to set boundaries for ourselves that are healthy. Boundaries are critical, especially in these times too. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, working at home, just finding a different place to work. There's all kinds of things. When, uh, I did a lot of remote work in my work too. So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of adjustment, but you know, you have to, you have to put the boundaries around yourself and you have to honor those. Right. And an abundance of work is not, that's not the kind of abundance no. that we're looking for. <laughs> that doesn't feed you. No. You think it does. You know, it's that Chinese food analogy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you think that if you're needed and you're busy, that that's going to fulfill you and you fulfill your ego. And actually, it just leaves you hungry because Absolutely. that's not really what's healthy. 
Absolutely. So one of the things that is great about what you do is that you are not in a brick and mortar space. You mm-hmm. can work with people not only where they are mentally and health-wise, but virtually. So if people want to work with you, then how do they work with you and where can they find you? Well, the best place is to go to my website, gather for that's a number four, health.com. There's a several prompts in there that allow you to schedule an appointment. So I do telehealth and uh, I have a platform that allows you, it's similar to Zoom, but it's all on one platform uh, to dial in and we are on video together and we do our sessions uh, remotely. So it works out really, really well. That's great. So for you know people that whether they're at work and they need to take that break or whether they're they work from home and they can take that time. Or even if there are students that are in school and they need some help, it's something that they can do no matter where they are and they can mm-hmm. take you with them on their It's journey. very easy, yeah, to schedule, like, especially with people that are uh, work in corporate or whatever. They can just you know schedule that time in, whatever works for them on their schedule. Okay. And in addition to the one-on-one coaching, do you do any other webinars or any other, do you have any other educational opportunities? Um, I can do some lunch and learn. So if people want to learn more about, especially more of a group environment, um, how health coaching can help or, you know, my style, those types of things, we could do a lunch and learn. That's great. So different organizations out there, whether it's a lot of times there's, you know, peps groups or moms groups or book groups or whatever mm-hmm. it is um, and health groups. But then there's also, hey, all you HR people out there, you right. know, it's this is the kind of thing that is a great supplement to the benefits that your employees get yep. and actually putting your money where your mouth is and Mm -hmm. having somebody come in to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. So um, that would be a great thing. Absolutely. The best is one-to-one, obviously, because that's where we do the work, but absolutely, but we, you know, to to get together as a group and just kind of share and have everyone see what it feels like is definitely an option. That's awesome. Okay. So best place to get you is say your website again. Gatherforhealth.com. So that's gatherforhealth.com. Okay, great. Well, I know that I know it by heart because I've used it. And I am so glad to have spent this time and to learn more and to get the blessing to eat cheese doodles. (laughs) I know the caveats. I know, I know, I know. I heard you. But still, I just, I love your approach. And I love the fact that you allow people to be human. Thank you. It's It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for listening to Plateau Partners Pulse. We are excited to be meeting with all of our different members. And so listen for next time when we meet with another one of our fabulous partners.